my hope and my expectation that as the word should come to us today that we receive it as light let me just pray for you father i pray for each and every single person who is going to listen to this message for each and every single person that is gathered here today i pray that as the word is entering that their hearts are made receptive in the name of jesus i pray whatever stronghold whatever prejudice whatever stereotype whatever profiling whatever ideology that is not in conformity to your will in conformity to your precepts in conformity to your truth let it be demolished today in the name of jesus and lord let convictions be made available in the name of jesus oh lord you shall do things through your word in jesus name and i pray for myself i pray that the ability to communicate your word in a way that in a way that is befitting of an oracle of god you give unto me in the name of jesus let all weaknesses be swallowed up in the name of jesus in Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. So, today's topic, today's topic, the title of today's topic is The Pragmatic Church. The title of today's topic is The Pragmatic Church. Let me spell that pragmatic. P R A G M A. C-I-C Pragmatic Did you get that? P-R-A-G-M-A-T-I-C Pragmatic The reason why this word came up is because because of what the Lord wants to communicate it accurately describes what He wants to dispense unto us this morning so we will start with the definition of the word pragmatic what does it mean to be pragmatic a pragmatic person is a person who is considered practical a pragmatic person is a person who is considered practical all is interested in is finding solutions to real life problems i'm sure some of us would have seen some people that if they are talking and if they are in one place when they hear everybody talking their own interest is not necessarily in the in the opinions that people have but rather in finding a solution to something in a practical manner Pragmatic people are action-oriented people. Hallelujah. So, in terms of occupation, you will likely find them as the engineers or as those people who, are, who have hands-on experience. Engineers, technicians, people who usually engage in physical activity. Hallelujah. I'm getting somewhere. So, there is a spectrum, there is a spectrum I want to, to draw out. At the one hand is the pragmatist, at the other end is the person that is called a theorist. From the word theory, a theorist. So, my definition of a theorist is a person who is, in, a person, a person who is interested in the intellectual aspects of life 
these are the people who usually spend their time thinking they give their lives to finding out the processes of life with the aim of understanding them they are the ones who ask questions looking for theories and assumptions seeking to make conclusions and these kind of people you likely find them as your teacher or as your lecturer their own concern is just to find is just to think things through praise god so why the theorist is the one who is interested in thinking the, pra- the pragmatist is the one who uses mechanical ability mechanical in the sense that he engages in physical ability so putting this into perspective i want to draw out something for us now it is god's intention it is god's desire it is his will that the church is a solution center to the world whereby the church can diagnose the problems that have have stricken the world and then procure practical solutions towards it that is the that is what god intends for the church by so doing the church will be able to exercise some form of influence and relevance over the world that's what makes the work the church important to the planet hallelujah now you know that for the past few weeks we have been treating the the the, um, the concept of the church and three three sundays ago we considered what god envisioned when he created the church then last week last week what we were what we were hearing was on how to be an effective member of the body and so today we'll round up the series with this topic so going back to what i said god's desire is for the church to become a solution center to the problems of this world more sure that any challenge or any obstacle that may be found that may be found in the world can be answered by the church however recently it's getting to the point that there is an imbalance within those spectrum within that spectrum rather i hope you can all hear me i hope you can all hear me praise god so there's an imbalance in the sense that more people now are beginning to focus less on finding the solutions i be on exact solutions i'm more interested in thinking it out and it's becoming a very 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 big issue now it's becoming a very serious issue because by the time we continue to stay on this line a time is going to come whereby we will lose our relevance Time is going to come whereby that thing that which that makes us peculiar will no longer be found in us. Hallelujah. So, in the course of preparing this sermon, I found that there are two things that are currently disturbing us. That if we don't address it quickly, would cause an issue. So, I'll be taking my line of thoughts from knowledge, number one. Number one, first one is knowledge. 
knowledge. And the second one is this one might sound this one might sound strong to us, but excessive pain. The first one is knowledge. Second one is excessive pain. Praise God. So let me start from the point of knowledge. From the point of knowledge. We live in a time and we live in a generation whereby knowledge has never been this available. You can find anything in a book. If you want to say if you are looking for answers on any part of life that might seem complicated, you can just look at it through a book or check or check it through a magazine or listen to a message. There's always somebody that has something to say on an issue. Praise God. And so with that, a lot of people now are beginning to become curious as to the issues of life. And you find that they are doing a lot of things to acquire knowledge regularly, consuming information, consuming information. But the problem that is beginning to emerge is where that is whereby those people who are receiving those things, those people who are reading those things, those people who are taking time to to be knowledgeable, they are not applying the things that they are receiving. Praise God. Imagine I'm someone now that I know nothing on personal on finances. I decided to look at some books. I decided to listen to some respected individuals who have made a name for themselves in the realm of finance. And after hearing everything, after hearing all the suggestions and the principles and the tips that they're giving on to me, I then I decided to make I decided not to take any action of it whatsoever. That's just an example. And that is what we are beginning to descend into. That's what we are beginning to descend into. So, what is this thing about knowledge? What is this thing about knowledge? Why is it so important to us? Why is it so important to us? The desire of God is that there will be people who, yeah, who know stuff. And when they know the thing, because they know it, it, it's easier for them to produce the results that are there. It's easier for them to produce those results so that it becomes, repli- uh, so that it becomes replicated. But when you are receiving the information but you are doing nothing about it, it's just as though you, you are just a well receiving water and you keep on receiving the water but there is no tap. There is no tap to release the water. You are just receiving, but you are not releasing. Praise God. Let us look at the scripture. Psalm 18, verse 34. Psalm 18, verse 34. Thirty-four. Thirty-four. It teacheth my hands to walk 
so that a bow of steel is broken by my, my arms. He teacheth my hands to walk, so that a bow of steel is broken by my arms. Hallelujah. Now, I want us to pay attention to the word war. To the word war. So, the person who, who wrote this scripture is saying that there is, a, there is a certainty of war. That each and every one of us who are going to be involved in a battle, each and every one of us are going to end up doing, are going to end up facing an enemy. And it is to the end that we win. However, the results of that victory, the results of that war, be based on the person that has taught us how to how to make that work. Hallelujah! And now we know that God is a man of war. The Lord is a person that, in terms of um, his track record, which which issues like rebellion and with issues like warfare, is always on top. Is undisputed. Is undefeated. There is nobody that can match up to his ability or to his capacity in terms of warfare. And there is no form of weaponry that is that can beat him. But even at that, there are still some things that he knows that put him at an advantage over any opposition that he may have. Praise God. And so, because the church now is associated with him, it is God's desire that he teaches the church those things that he knows so that they'll be able to replicate similar results. However, if you look at that statement, there it says that so that a bow of steel is broken by my arms. And that it's not just God's intention, it's not that you actually win the war, but that you are able to produce exploits in that war. Hallelujah. Okay, let us imagine this now. All of us we are aware of chemistry one five checks. Ah, stuck here, not in your head. Oh, you didn't do it. Praise God. Okay, so for those who are not aware, in 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 hundred level, the students are actually introduced to a course called Chemistry 156, and it is physical chemistry. And that course is basically the most dreaded course in the University of Ibadan. If you are not a science student, you'll be hearing of that course, and it causes a lot of issues for people. And the reason why is because it's a four-unit course, and if you bang it. Your GP is going to start sliding. So, if you don't do well in that course, you begin to have a faulty foundation. And it's so bad that some people that it's so bad that even before you enter the version of Ipadon, you begin to type of chemistry one crisis, chemistry one crisis, like as though it's one difficult course like that. So, imagine if there's so, imagine two people now. One person takes the course. And, and his own focus is not on, it's just to pass the course, just to get like 50 or 45 in that course. And another person is more interested in scoring an 8 in that course, someone from 70 to 190. Praise God. The person that scores 50, he will give testimony, he will thank God, you know why? Because he did not fail. But the person who had envisioned, who, who who had a vision that he wanted, who had said to himself that he must get an A in this thing. If he should score a 69, let's be honest. Do you really, really think you'll be happy? 69, would he be happy? Why? But what if people that said that, can cannot thank God? What if people should say that, can you not thank God? At least you'd not fail now. 
Hallelujah. Two different approaches. One is concerned about not just one is just concerned about not failing. The other is concerned about passing into well. About passing into well. <laughs> in my hundred level, I did one course in my second semester, physics 104. And that course, I didn't feel like the course. I just read for, for reading's sake. Just to pass. But when I now released the results, I now saw 68 and I was at home. Luckily, I saw the score, I was very angry. And I shouted. And my mom was like, Adi Ayo, what happened? I said, ah, they released my score, Uchari. And I said, what did you get? I got 68. She said, ah, you had 68 and you are complaining. So you to be thankful. I said, ah, mommy, I didn't mean I had an A in that course without shifting my GP now. Praise God. Let us apply it into the scripture. God is not interested in you winning. He's interested in you performing exploits in that war. He's interested in you producing miracles in that war. So the secrets, the mysteries, the revelation that is required to make that happen, we will make it known unto you so that you'll be able to produce similar results. Praise God. Now, because of that, the way is going to train you, the way is going to teach you, be different from the person that is just interested in surviving. The circumstances it will take you through, the situations you will go through, they will be similar to the main thing. However, do not be as intense as that thing. Eh? Do not be as challenging as that thing. Because really, to survive a war is enough on its own. It's enough on its own, and the training to and the training for that is very, very demanding. It's very demanding. A friend of mine was talking to me on Friday, and this person went to the NDA. So this professional told me that a lot of people usually die in that academy because of the military training. They get to the point that the authorities are considering setting up cemeteries for the students hallelujah so even even in our midst now it should not be surprising although it's going to be painful if every christian if not every christian that you know manages to still stay with god it's not going to be surprising there are people that you know now that 10 years from now 15 years from now they will likely not end up serving god it's a reality but we should just hope that we are not going to be among those people. Praise God. So, it teaches my hands to walk. It teaches my hands to walk. Notice, it's not teaching so that I just receive information. But it's teaching because, it's teaching so that I can produce results. So that I can produce results. I want to introduce something called the knowledge gap knowledge gap how many of us has heard of that knowledge gap okay well for me please can you come please god please celebrate him is that for celebrating <laughs> hallelujah so but for me spent four years studying mathematics okay not done 
but we can as well let us say in faith that he had that he spent four years studying mathematics so he is very very knowledgeable on the thing called math on the, on the thing called mathematics Adi. and imagine a dear now that does not like maths he knows nothing about maths at all but he wants to learn so we now approach both me saying that sir if i should do maths it's like one plus one is equal to zero so can you be my teacher where are we going praise god in that instance the knowledge that he has and the knowledge that i don't have is what we can call a knowledge gap because he, what is going to be impacting to me is what i don't know so it is a knowledge gap for me but what he already knows you can be seated sir you can be seated sir be seated okay you can go back to what you're doing praise god that's a knowledge gap there and the thing about this knowledge gap is that it is what determines our relevance in this world if i am if i am sick now if i am sick you cannot expect that i'll go and meet an accountant for treatment eh? if something is wrong with my you cannot expect me to meet an accountant to diagnose my situation because he does not have the knowledge required for that situation but if he's a medical doctor now i can have confidence in him praise god i can have confidence with him so also in the terms of finances now i'll be more inclined to meet a banker than to make a than to meet a teacher because the banker is one that has entered into the world of finances and by and by training is someone who is skilled and knowledgeable in that regard and it's the same thing here with god the same thing with god lord is a, is a person that has engaged in numerous words and he has gotten to the point or is that he at the point that there is absolutely nothing that can challenge his authority there's absolutely nothing that can undermine him and so his teachings and his trainings that are the best for, for all of us but the question is how are we making use of that how are we making use of that praise god a lot of us now we we read our bibles we listen to messages but why do we read the bible why do you read the bible why do you listen to the message why do you listen to messages from good christian people are you doing it because you want to be transformed are you doing it because you want to grow are you doing it because you want to improve these people they read a hundred books a year i hope you know i hope you know that's possible they read hundred books a year and yet when you look into their life you cannot find anything of depth in them praise god you see people that they know so much about different things in life but when you look at their when you look at themselves they are not applying any of that thing any of those things that are there you see you see people that can offer advice and wisdom in such a way like it's as though they are ne- they are the junior holy spirit and yet they cannot even exercise their own counsel for their own problems for their own situations praise god stardami 
Kenapa jauh silam? This God. He's not not going to get distracted. It's a very very difficult thing. It's a very very disturbing thing. A lot of people now they claim to have the capacity, but we don't see it in their light. How can someone who who is claiming to be academic excellent, academically excellent, teach on how to attain excellence, and yet is failing his courses left, right, and center? How can someone who claims to be knowledgeable in finances be so broke? Pastor Ma said something in one of his messages last year. He said that a lot of Christians now they know so much about relationships, but if you look at their lives, it's just broken. All their relationships are just broken. The people that they have been with, they don't last. They don't last for long. Is that not an aberration? Hallelujah. Is that not disturbing? They are not interested in showing that they know so much. But not interested in applying the things that they know. You read books every day. What part of what part of those books are you applying? What are you incorporating in yourself? If I if you tell me the book that you last read, and I should say in yourself that okay, how are you using this book to better yourself? What are you applying from this book? Can you give me a suitable answer? Hallelujah. Let me give us an example now. Now, for those of us who really, really know me, you know I'm a very gentle person. And I'm very shy too. Hallelujah. So, most of the time, I don't, I really don't like, I'm being honest now, I really don't like relating with people. Or, I'm not really comfortable with strangers. It's very, very difficult for me to be in a public place. I just want to be, I don't want to be in my own circle. You know, thank you. So, I decided to read a book on cultivating relationships. How to influence people by Dio Carnegie. So I read, I didn't finish the book, so I read some parts of the book. Huh? So, after, after reading those parts, I noted them down. And I decided to make, I decided to develop a habit. So what I would do, that as I'm going around, as I'm going around, as I see a stranger, as, as I see a stranger, I will look for something in the person that that maybe that I might like, or something that is just hot to me. I will answer that ah, I like this thing. No, it's, it looks nice on you. And when the person will now yeah, the person will say that ah, thank you, and the person is smiling and be very very happy and all. Look at your belt now, or your shoe, or your trouser, or your nose mask. Anything that just has my own attention, I can just look at it and say that ah, it's very very nice. So well, well, um, thank you for having it. Now to that person, is building the person's self-esteem because really, you don't know what people are going through. You don't know what's on their mind. So people are just so people that are going to the work that they don't love doing. People that are just frustrated about life. And words like that can just make them to pay attention to the little things and to find gratitude in them. But for me, it is teaching me how to be more confident in relating in the, in the public space. It is teaching me to be more comfortable in my skin and to talk to people freely. 
praise God. And so, if I continue in that, who will not like me? Eh? Who will not like me? You not like me? Eh? Praise God. In that case, I read something and I applied it. And I applied it. That's what we should be doing regularly. That's what we should be doing regularly. Let us go to Matthew, you know, Mark chapter 11, verse 14. You know, it's surprising that there are some people now eh, that they will go to primary school, they will go to secondary school, they will spend four years in the university, and then when they come out, you think like you, you see when you see themselves, when you see them, when you see them, you see them as like as though they are illiterate completely. You know it's very possible. Praise God. There are many graduates like that. That they cannot even speak good English. That they cannot communicate well or write effectively. There are many of them that think like as though don't let me say anything. But it's very, very possible. And so it's also possible for you to be reading your Bible and not get anything. It's possible for you to go and be in this church now. And despite everything that we are doing to make you go. It's very, very possible for you to still be worse off than you were before, than you were when you came here. Praise God. And the problem is because you're not applying. So, Matthew chapter 11 verse, let's start from verse 12. And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. That's Jesus. And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came, if happily he may find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. Praise God. So, Jesus is going to a place. Okay, he came from a place. And he was very hungry. So he now saw a fig tree afar off. And he came to meet that fig tree. He saw, he saw that the thing had normal, the normal texture of the tree. There were branches and there were leaves that were characteristic of the fig tree, or fig tree, or fig trees rather. But when he now checked it, he now saw that there was nothing called fruit on the on the, on the tree, and he got angry because it was like that thing was deceiving him. Praise God. What the world is looking for is not your knowledge. But your results. What the world is looking for is not your knowledge, but your results. Your knowledge can attract them. You might see you as one who knows who still knows something, maybe a FICO or a or whatever it is that has the O or a They might way. They might see you as having those things and it will attract them to you. But when they now look into your life and they see that there is nothing called fruitfulness, they will just leave. Praise God. Praise God. Let us not get to that point. Let us not get to that point. Let us not get to that point. Results matter in this place. Results matter in this place. That what the, that what shows that we are relevant. It's not enough for you to know, for you to apply what you are knowing. God is interested in you knowing, but after that knowing, He wants you to take action. 
so if you if you if you discover that your parents did some things that put them in a very difficult situation and you notice they are not right it is good for you honestly good for you but what we should be asking ourselves is what are you doing to avoid putting yourself in that situation praise god because it would be better if you did not even know at all than for you to now know and still end up doing the same thing you know smoking is bad yet you still, you still keep on smoking and you still recommend people to be smoking it happens it can happen it should not be surprising praise god are we getting something are we sure Your knowledge should not be what you are proud of. Should that be in the results that you are producing? I'll keep on hammering on it. I'll keep on hammering on it. There is too much talk, but there is little results. There is little action. And not the same thing. The people who are not of us haven't discovered these answers that we have. They're not producing them. And because they're not producing them, we are we are beginning to sit on the sideline. Hallelujah. So, let us get to the next thing. Okay, before then, before then, let me give you an instance of application and a bit of knowledge and application. So, remember um, Jesus went to the mountain and he got transfigured. So when he got down, when he got up the mountain, he saw a crowd that was developing. And the people at the center were his disciples. And what was happening was that they were trying to cast a demon out of a person. But the demon was very stubborn. So he did not now leave. So when he now heard what was going on, he was not happy. And he took action. Hallelujah. He took action. And the demon got removed. And those people were like, ah, Jesus, how did you remove this thing when we spent hours trying to do it and Jesus not said something he said but this kind does not go but by fasting and prayer so in that instance Jesus had the knowledge base he had the knowledge required to make that thing happen and he applied it so that meant that he was he was a person who regularly gave time to fasting and to praying because that demon will not have left that person. Hallelujah. And if you now go to Acts, we realize that demons started leaving the people, started leaving people when the apostles came in, came in. And it is because they were applying the thing that he had taught them, which was fasting, which were fasting and prayer. Hallelujah. An example of finding of an example of applying solutions to problems Jesus was a teacher and was also a doer it's not enough that we know but are able to do it's not enough that we but we are able to do praise God the next one this one sounds even strange to my own ears but we take it that this is excessive praying.
cannot really really find a better term for it but this is what we use okay so we know that we know we are aware of the importance of prayer i don't have to go into that we know that prayer moves situations and it moves people as well prayer gives you the empowerment to 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 change things and to and to make things happen but you can get to the point that you have this problem or you have a situation and you are praying 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 that god should not do that thing and then you think that's only that is only god that will do that thing and you have no part to play in it hallelujah if you want to have an answer to prayer we should know that god our prayers are not complete without a word from the lord or without a form of wisdom that comes from that comes from god a form of wisdom that comes from god in the sense of instructions or direction or a manifestation whereby god moves a person to do something but but now that is let me pray there are some things that we pray on that does not require god to do anything at all but that requires you to take action and make and make and make the problem and, and make the problem solved praise god many of us the way we pray is that we don't take responsibility but are letting god to do it so that we can just be sitting on the sidelines waiting for god to come down from heaven and then to move but one thing about prayer is that when god hears the prayer he will move in men to make the manifestation occur hallelujah who knows my favorite scripture in this church i'll give the person money answer the question first i'm not telling you what's my favorite scripture i'm not telling you you will know i'm not telling you Just, yes, just Bible chapter and the verse. Ask the Holy Spirit, and I will give you an answer. No high school is allowed to answer the question. Yes. Time is going, you know. You will save money, you. Okay, ICT should go to Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. For it is God who worketh in where? In where? In where? Is it in heaven? And it's to do what? To will? and to do of his good pleasure that means that god does not have to come from heaven to do something but that god can come through you and make something happen hallelujah many times when we pray we expect that it's only god that just make things happen where we just sit down where i just resting so to say but this which is making us understand that even if god is going to work 
is going to work through human vessels, through you and me. And so, if we continue to do that, even the prayers that we keep on praying, it will be like a waste of time. Praise God. Praise God. Let me let me use an example now. Anytime an unspeakable evil is being committed and is being made more acceptable, like homosexuality, fornication, abortion, anytime those things become the norm, you hear people say that I ain't think Barry Abbey. Eh? You hear people say that the world is coming to an end. Now may God help us. But my own question is that that God that you claim is going to help people, how will he help people? Eh? How will he help people? Or we see someone living a very reckless life. I will now start saying that okay, I will pray for this person. The Lord will preach, the Lord will preach to him. The Lord will preach to him. The Lord will preach to him. But seriously, how are you supposed to hear the gospel? Check God will come. Check God will come now from heaven to tell you. No, it will be true men. It will be true men. So, if we now say that okay, God, just do it and let me just rest. We are just. It's not something that we should be. That it's not something that should be acceptable. Praise God. The end of prayer is that God should move you. Should perform. The end of prayer is that God should move you. Should perform something. Should perform an action. You see someone that is suffering, and you have the money to give the person, but instead you know that God will provide for you. Excuse me. How? When you have the money, can't you just give the person the money? Hallelujah. We are quiet. Hallelujah. God has hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Of what I'm saying is getting on towards. Billy. People usually say that the world is coming to an end. And yet they are not and yet they know that things are going to happen. They know the fate of the people that are or the fate of people that are not aligned to God. And they are thinking that God should just come and help them. How will God help them? How will God talk to them? But it is God that works in you both to do and to will. The question is, do you want to be used of it? When there is a problem, when people are homeless, when people have issues, when people have challenges, are you the one that God can trust on to make something happen? Hallelujah. And I want to clarify on something. Everybody is a priest. Eh? Everybody is a priest. But it's not everybody that is a pastor. In the sense that, even in terms of prayer, it's not everyone that can pray for I have to pray for eight hours a day in chapel. It's not everybody that has to spend long hours of prayer. There are some people that have been given to that task and they are known as watchmen. But there are some people that they are only to end up taking action in the realm of the natural. Praise God. Praise God. The balance is that 
the ego that we are beginning to find ourselves in that everybody is beginning to assume that he is an intercessor he is the one that's supposed to be praying for long hours at the stretch but if everybody is praying how will people now end up doing things on the earth how will the will of god be done imagine if everybody now should give ourselves to prayer how would the how would the faculty um, president emerge from us how would the departmental president emerge from us how would key people come from this place if everybody just interested in prayer hallelujah hallelujah there is this thing called a mountain in Joshua chapter Joshua chapter 13 verse no 14 verse 12 this man Caleb told Joshua that I should give me this mountain and before he and before he asked for that mountain there were people there that were that were standing in that mountain and those people were authoritative those people were the custodians of that mountain and so if anything was going to be done will be done through them hallelujah in this place mountains represent the spheres of influence they, are, they represent the realms of authority and so if everybody is not claiming to be spiritual in a sense how will we be able to occupy those mountains praise god how will we be able to occupy those mountains how will we be able to take over those territories because these mountains that are here these fields of influence they are not they're not supposed to be left vacant and so if we don't take them other people will take them praise god if we don't take them other people will take them and they, they don't necessarily have to be believers they have to be children of god and so when they not take that when they not take that spot do you know that the, the policies and decisions they make will end up affecting you negatively Hallelujah. There are people that God will give his burdens to and they will pray it out normally. But there are also people that Hallelujah. There are also people that are supposed to make that burden physically manifested. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Let this let this word sink in. Let them sink in. There are so many problems now. There are so many issues now. There are so many challenges that are in the heart of the Lord. But when these people are focused on those things, when people are not interested in finding out viable solutions and answers, how do we expect God to be able to move? How do we expect the church to be relevant? Remember we heard that being pragmatic means being a person of action. Taking action. Taking action. We should, we should as much as possible avoid entering into imbalances and errors. Particularly on this issue. Particularly on this issue. There are people that God has said that they will end up being key holders, key influencers in the matters of this world. And there are also people who God has entrusted to be praying regularly for His will to be done. 
it is up to you to know what is your own role in that and work in it accordingly this is very very similar to the time last year that everybody became an entrepreneur everybody was selling everyone was into buying and selling the you that are not doing it you start questioning yourself if they are even moving forward in life hallelujah like when i saw people selling different products and different things i'm like god what are you even doing with me god? is it that i am not relevant again? why is everybody buying and selling hallelujah if everybody's an entrepreneur how would great companies emerge truthfully if everybody's a business founder well how would the person have team players imagine facebook now no, Zuka, no uh, facebook is owned by zuckerberg what if all his employees were business owners and he left and he left his company what will facebook get to hallelujah know your role and work in it accordingly know your role and work in it accordingly you cannot expect that you continue to be in this situation praise god please can i pray for like two minutes just two minutes have discussed some issues we have seen that not enough for us to know but for us to apply the things that we have learned jesus himself said in i think john chapter 12 no john chapter 14 jesus said in a scripture that if you hear these words blessed are you if you do them that means that the blessing does not come from knowing so the, but the blessing that comes from doing, the blessing comes from taking action. And at the same time, we have, we have also learned that it is very, very possible for us to get to the point that we just expect God to do everything while we are on the earth, doing nothing. Then what is now the need for us to be on this planet? Why are we now here? If we can just say that God should just do anything or everything. And the disturbing thing is that there are some places that have the unchurched. There are some places where people who are not safe go to. But we've been told we should not go there. Hallelujah. If someone like if someone like Adiyo now should go to a club, 
and all of us will now hear of it. You know, I thought I scattered that. What's there? Praise God. If I should go to a club now and you should just take a picture of me, you now send it to your shop on group. That, that, eh? <laughs> well, some people will not have that big idea. Instead, you start, you start casting, you start throwing the stone at me. Praise God. Like him. <laughs> he has even said it. Hallelujah. But those places also are people who are not, be- who are not believers there. And how are we even getting to reach them? How are we getting to reach them? Our parents used to tell us then that we should not talk to prostitutes or, mean, or, or engage in drugs or do all sorts of things. And while we can understand that point of view, we, don't, we know they don't want us to get contaminated. But this is where those people are. You cannot tell them to come to the church. Really, you cannot tell them to come to the church. So what can I do to ensure that they come to the kingdom of God? What measure are you going to put in place? What is the strategy that you have in mind? Hallelujah. Oh, who knows Pastor Sunday Adelaja? Okay, he's a pastor in Ukraine and he pastors the biggest church in Europe. And he wrote in a book of a story whereby there was a woman that was into the, porn, the pornographic industry and she got saved. And because she got saved, she grew in her love for Christ. And she was so burdened to say that many of our colleagues who are also porn actresses and porn actors are, in, are living in a life of sin so she will now be attending their programs trying to convict them trying to evangelize to them to come to christ she'll be coming to their award programs to their ceremonies telling them that they should come and meet god you should come and meet god they are human beings now or do you think you can go there hallelujah it's like we have termed those people as as though there is nothing about them that can there's nothing in them that can bring them to christ like we have considered these ones unsavable on befitting of salvation and yet that's where god is focused on that's what god is thinking of those kinds of people so what are you not doing to bring them to god the apostle paul was a very very strange man he was a man who gave himself to much prayer I mean, you can read this. You can read this book to show that he made prayers of different manners. He was a man who knew a lot of people, but it was also a man who was pragmatic in every sense of the term, because he was always looking for strategies, for ways, for formulas to to reaching to reaching out to the unsaved, to reach out to those who are not yet the gospel in that period. So he mapped out different places that I can go to, and he now took the action by going on different missionary journeys hallelujah even got to a point that the holy spirit was saying that when i've been coming too forward for me you stay here you don't have to go to this place let me tell you where you should go how many of us are like that instead we are too passive we are so passive we are the ones that complain when someone when someone bad in power enters into office but we are the ones that do not vote but the ones that say that you are the ones who call politics a dead ticket. 
who are the ones who are not interested in moving to the to the top of the corporate ladder. We are, not, we are not interested in exerting any form of influence or any form of authority over the world. We are not interested in taking any mountain in this place. Hallelujah. You see families that are going through difficult situations and you cannot think of a way to help them. You cannot think of a way to bless them. You cannot think of a way to just find something for them. But we are the ones that judge easily. The ones that think that this world is not for us. Not be like that, people. Should not be like that, brothers and sisters. We need to ensure that that does not happen. This world has a problem. This world has a problem, and God is working in us to be the solution to that problem. But the question is, what has God been telling you? What have you been learning, and how have you been applying it? Do you have? Do you have the burden of the Lord? And if you do, how are you making it a reality? Praise God. Do not just leave everybody to their fate. Do not just leave everybody to their fate. This semester now, I took some courses in my department and normally the way we the way they do their exams is that you will, the slides they give you, you should not assume that it's enough for you. Because if you just use slide to write to write for an exam, you likely you not pass well. You likely just score 45 or something. So there are textbooks that we have to be reading regularly, there are notes we have to be formed regularly. And the courses that we did this semester, they were not they, they didn't have books recommended for us. So I I did not I could not really really get it. So I had to source online to find different textbooks to be using so i can now understand but as i was reading those books i started asking myself a question i said that, i said that ah if i'm struggling to know this thing how my own classmates now manage to get this thing how would they be able to find materials to read on this thing because it looks so far apart from what we were doing so i said and as the tests were coming for people were becoming scared people were beginning to be very 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 afraid because they think that they were going to fail and truthfully they could have failed and it was a very very difficult and disturbing situation but and then they said that okay let me form notes from this thing and then put it in pdf version let me just be typing it so i was typing regularly and regularly and regularly and i'll be sending what i was typing to my departmental group and they'll be reading it and i'll make it in a language that they'll be able to understand because i was writing it also for myself so when i sent it to them they were very very happy when i said it to them when they did exams, they didn't have any issue at all so some people were even thanking me telling me that eh, i find it very difficult to read but your notes have been very very helpful some people were saying that ah you how are we going to learn everything but they still used it praise god in that instance a lot of people would end up would not end up failing in that instance Praise God. Praise God. Let's touch our feet.
Because you know that when he has the souls of the world, he will be able to enact his kingdom upon the earth. And so the pragmatic church is a church who takes the action, requires make the reality. The pragmatic church is a church that will take the actions and the steps required to bring the kingdom of God upon the earth. And there is no way that church is unwilling to go to. There is absolutely no length. So I'd like for you to pray. Some of us have been receiving different kinds of burdens on different situations, on different circumstances, on different problems. And it's actually about God. Is this a level scholar? Is this a level what you can do? Is this an even uh, is this a level acceptable in your sight? What are you going to say? going to pray now and ask for the wisdom. Ask for wisdom. Ask for the strategy you have to make it happen. Going to very, very strange places. This is where unbelievers lie in. This is where believers are not supposed to, to stay in. But then I pray that you should go there. You should go there so that you can be my answer to, my, to their problem. Ask the Lord for wisdom. For the self to take.
let us pray for boldness. Let us pray for boldness. Boldness to carry our work God has in stock for us. Boldness to carry the instructions that has laid unto us. Boldness to implement the strategies that we have received. Boldness, boldness, boldness. Let us pray for boldness. Vessels to the name of Jesus. And I pray for each and every one of us here. And after a year, when the grace should do, the Lord should give unto you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we are grateful.